to me, consistency is the most important thing. And I think people need to understand is like based off how consistent you're going to be is going to directly tie to your weight. Right. So if you're wanting to lose weight, you're wanting to maintain weight. Well, you need to look at what are you doing consistently? Tell you what, Coach, I, I wasn't sure if I was supposed to wear a muscle shirt or not. You're going to put me to work, um, so I apologize. I'm going to work clothes, but I can change if needed, you know. Welcome back to Recommended Daily Dose. I'm your host, Dr. Clinton Coleman, along with my colleague, Dr. Sarat Sugger. We have a wonderful guest today, Coach Lee Agbola. He is a fitness coach and certified personal trainer. He personally promised that he would help Dr. Sugger shred his unwanted, stubborn body fat, boost his <laughs> performance, fat. COVID, and recapture baby. his youth without living in the gym. Sacrificing Holy craft welcome, beers. Welcome. No, That's let right. me finish the let me finish the uh, intro. Sacrificing craft beers or oh. pizza night with your family. Welcome, Coach. Thanks. Thank you guys for having me. I'm glad to join you today. So we wanted to get an idea of fitness in the world, of living in COVID, yeah. how you, your personal journey and how you got to be a, a fitness coach and a uh, personal trainer. Um, so how did it all start for you? Yeah, I think it started just for me being active as a kid. Um, I was always active and really just loved sports. Sports got me into being active. So, you know, playing different sports as kids, but football was always my game. You know, that's something I knew right away that I wanted to do. Um, So football, you know, once you get involved in high school, you really have to start working on your fitness. You know, you can't just, you know, practice and not do the the conditioning and the strengthening and stuff. So, you know, originally getting started, I'm not going to lie, I was not into it. They're just like, you better do it, you know, if you're going to play the game, basically. Um, so for me, I, you know, went to school and that's when it really had clicked for me that, hey, I want to do something to help people. Uh, that's where the passion really developed. And then even within myself and my personal journey, um, I got more into fitness as I started loving how yeah. getting stronger and everything that came with it. You know, when you're seeing the changes in your body, you're seeing the changes with the other things that go with it. So that really got me to wanted to do more with it and help people. And that's what I've been doing since. So you mentioned that you're doing it initially in terms of getting better at a specific sport, but then you kind of grew into just fitness, you know, and bettering your life. So I wonder, you know, do you apply your principles to all sports? Like for instance, Clinton, uh, as you, oh, wait, wait, you know what, you know what, I, you, you're talking about sports. I think the conversation is going to be mostly with me. Like, cause no, I, can, I can understand. I should ask the coach, I mean, do you consider, do you consider tennis? speed walking and jazzercise two things that Clinton, uh, you know, spends a lot of his time doing? Uh, I mean, is that considered a sport? And, you know, what can you do for him? He, I know his knees bother him when he speed walks, uh, you know, on Sunday afternoons <laughs> in the park, and then he does a lot of jazzercise and, and et cetera. But all kidding aside, you know, it's, it's very exciting to talk to you because, and like Clinton alluded to earlier, and we would love to hear your thoughts with COVID uh, now coming in almost in a year, it's dramatically affected people physically, mentally, obviously, you know, we're looking at it from a medical point of view, but from a fitness point of view, from um, uh, physical exercise, et cetera, I mean, what have you been seeing? How has that changed what you do and what you've been seeing in people? Yeah, man, I think the pandemic has hit all of us in different areas. And I think what you mentioned, like, it's hard, you know, you don't have the typical things you love doing. I know for myself, 
There's things that I love to do that I haven't been able to do. So I think that's the first thing is like missing the enjoyment that you have, you know, not having the connection with your family, not having all that stuff. So probably the last thing you want to think about sometimes is working out. Right. And for the people that were heavily involved with their routines and everything, it got thrown Completely off. Disrupted. Right? Completely disrupted. Yeah. I mean, think they, even, about, they call it the, they call it the quarantine 15 as an entity. Right. Right. It's just like, yeah, we used to refer to it as the first freshman 15, right? That's right. Uh, right. Became the COVID 15. And I think it's just, just weird all over, you know, for me, I'm online. So I could talk to people all over the country and right. you here in Texas, you know, we're a little bit more lenient with stuff. So, you know, we were only out the gym, I think six weeks, but then you talk to somebody in California you know, I still don't have a gym. So for most people, it's like you get used to having that routine. When you have that routine, right. you, 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 you kind of build the habits. It's easy. Yeah. So when you tell somebody, hey, you don't, you know, you don't have the gym anymore, you don't have other, other stuff in your life, it just becomes hard. Um, big thing I like to talk about is adaptability. But for mm-hmm. a lot of us, it's, it's hard to wanting to adapt or willing to adapt. So I think that's a big thing. When you're not having the routine that you love to do, it's like, what do you do now? And right. if you're kind of like me, I'm not going to lie when that had happened. It's like, well, I like lifting heavy weights. You know, right. I don't want to do band workouts at home and I don't want to you know, do all workouts at home. For, so for other people, they might be feeling the same that enjoy the typical thing. So it might be, you know, the cardio equipment at the gym that you enjoy or some of the weights. So it's like, if, right. hey, I tell you, um, you got to do something different. You might lack the, the knowledge to understanding how to work out at home mm. or wanting to do. So it just kind of comes with that. I think that's a big thing that happened and it threw a lot of people off, unfortunately. So just backing up, before COVID, were you mainly doing training clients uh, at gym, at home, online, or did the online part of your uh, business model, so to speak, grow out of uh, COVID? So when I first started as a trainer, you know, I did the typical model, personal training and, you know, big box gym, the health club, typical health club. So that was my experience of starting. Um, when I left the gym, I knew I wanted to start doing my own thing. Sure. I had heard about online coaching because, I mean, you know, the internet has blown up with a lot of things that we're doing nowadays. Um, so I had first heard about it. You know, I would see all the great things that the online coaches were, were talking about. And I knew it made sense for me to eventually adopt that into what I would do with coaching. Uh, originally it started, you know, I, I was still personal training some of the clients I had once I left the gym right. and I was wanting to get online. Um, so when 2020, you know, started, I had told myself like, Hey, I want to go completely online because I think this is going to be the best for me yeah. and for my clients going forward right. because I felt like I could do more. So it just, it just happened. Oh, like, right. Yeah. It just kind of happened right before everything like with shutdowns, um, I had started to go fully online in February. So I had already made a decision, but you know, once it happened, I was like, man, that was the best thing I could do. Sure. Do you see any challenges with online versus in person? Like when you in person, like you're there, you're motivating me. We're Mm -hmm. working out together online. You really don't have that. Or I don't know if you have that. What's, what are the differences? Is one better than the other? Personally, now that I'm an online coach, I, it's unquestionably, I believe that um, what I do now is 10 times the value. And I, I personally think it works better for most people. But this is what I will say as, as, as a coach. One reason I didn't transition right away to online is just because it was just kind of like, I'm just so used to training people in person. And I'm right. already making a transition from, you know, working for somebody to being, you know, my own boss. So it was just like, 
comfort level I had stayed doing the personal training, even though I felt like I knew it'd probably be beneficial. So it's like you kind of deal with that at first because you're used to doing something for so long, right? It's it's hard. Um, and what you mentioned, it's like, you know, when you, when you talk to clients and you see them on a, a, you know, through the sessions or you might see them throughout the gym, it's like you do develop that connection. Yeah. Right. That personal, you know, you do get that personal connection. You have so many conversations. You're, you're always constantly talking about other things, right? That even go outside of the gym. So it's like you, you build that, that friendly relationship. So that was one thing that I was hesitant at first. But, you know, with things, you know, being online, I think, you know, think of us right now, you know, we're on a Zoom and so many people are on Zoom now. It just, it just becomes a way, like you might be hesitant to that, like people that have to do means in person and now you're it's doing Zoom. second nature now. It's become yeah. So it's like, you just kind of adapt and you see the benefits of it. Right. I'm sure yeah. a lot of people say, Hey, I don't have to, you know, travel all the time to go to these meetings. I can do the Zoom and it's like, Hey, we're still talking, right. We're still sure. communicating as we know, there's so many different forms of communication so I think some of the things that I might have been, you know, or a lot of people think about, it's like, well, are you going to have that personal connection? Are you going to be able to connect with your clients? Right. And I can tell through you know, the clients I have now, it's like, no, I'm still connecting really well. You know, we're having conversations just like if I was at the gym with them. So what I do think that is more beneficial and particularly how I coach, it's like I'm more hands on. Right. Um, so I can actually help my clients more. You know, when I was in person, it's like we're, we're only focused on the session. So, you know, I got to work you out. I got to talk about life. I got to give you all these tips and, you know, this one hour session versus, you know, with coaching, it's like, Hey, we're, we're always in constant communication. You know, we do check-ins, you know, I'm wow. involved into the programs or what they have. So they have things that they can do each day. So it's like, I have more access to them. They have more access to the me. So it's, it just really helps with that. So um, I think it's just so beneficial now to coach people online versus being in person where you can only focus on the training aspect and, we know people need more than training. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you, you mentioned the personal uh, connection. I'm just going to give an example from my point of view. So in New Jersey, you know, gym shut down and I let my gym membership lapse. Uh, and I'm doing everything now at home, except, of course, I run a lot. So it's outside and I play tennis. But one thing I did, and this is not a, this is not a sales pitch for Peloton, but I did get a Peloton. I jumped on the bandwagon. And what I'm amazed, because you mentioned the personal connection is how the whole Peloton community, this is just one example, has this amazing affinity towards various trainers, right? There's Facebook communities, there's online communities, and you can see how people really connect to people, to different trainers or different uh, instructors, we call them. Um, they've never met, but, you know, and I have a couple that I prefer and like, you know, uh, I mean, I don't think, I don't necessarily, you know, some people say they talk to me and all that kind of stuff. I won't necessarily go that far, but I can see a personal um, a, a development, a development of a personal relationship you know, through the computer, which I never thought possible. So I think what you're saying uh, holds true. And I think, um, and that's at least my next question is now you found that it works and we'd like to know more about what goes on uh, with online training. What do you foresee uh, going forward once things do open up, once we get herd immunity, once the vaccination rates are such that gyms could potentially open up? Do you think that people now, because of the convenience, because of what they're used to, uh, will now stay at home and prefer uh, uh, this kind of interaction with their coaches, trainers, et cetera. Yeah, I think we do see the trends of what, you know, there's people that have gotten polled and say that some people don't want to come back to the gym. Um, yeah. My theory behind it is I think people are already moving toward that. Um, I had saw something even before COVID had happened. I said more people had an app on their phone as far as fitness was concerned than right. actually a gym membership. 
So mm-hmm. it's just it's just the convenience, you know, if you think about it. I mean, I know some people feel like it's hard to drive to the gym, wake up early. So for some people, you know, they actually love doing home workouts because it's just easier for them. Um, right. So I think some people are going to go back to gym. You know, some people are going to love it because it's just like, hey, I get to leave the house. Right. <laughs> I get to do something. Um, so, you know, for some people, I think that's going to be something that's always going to be there. But I do think this is going to open, you know, aha moment for some people to be like, hey, maybe have a home gym for people that have like a basement garage that they can build out. Because um, to me personally, you know, <laughs> when I'm fortunate enough, I'm going to have a full decked out gym home just because, I mean, I'd rather just work out at home. You don't have to fight for equipment. I see the convenience of working out at home. Um, so for me, I would see it. But I think for some people, it just kind of depends because I think about group coaching. You know, I used to do group coaching as well. You're going to want to be actual there you're not going to want to you know just be at home because i mean if we think about it that's always been available for people right but people always flock to you know studios flock to different gyms like that so i do see some people going back but i think a lot of people are just going to open you know their eyes to it be like hey i I see a benefit of working at home because i think that one of the negatives of working at home before and this is what clinton's problem is that he works at home but he ends up just eating potato chips you know he has no accountability (laughs) there's no accountability but now with the trainers we can have Coach Lee yelling at you. I, I don't know if you coach jazzercise or sweating to the oldies and stuff he likes to do, but if you do – Sweating to the oldies, that's a good one. You like that, right? Uh, no, but all kidding aside, you know, I think that was the issue. Is like, well, if I'm at home, uh, you know, I'll work out. Then if I get lazy, I won't push myself. If you're at the gym, you kind of you get that energy, um, and it pushes you over that hump. But now if someone's screaming at you, you know, like I take the Peloton uh, uh, example, but, again, I don't want to use that. I think mean, there's many other uh, apps and, 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 um, and, and venues out there. Uh, uh, Bowflex, Nordic Track, all that kind of stuff where you can have people screaming at you, yelling at you, motivating you. Um, I think that takes that part of the, out of the equation. I mean, I think it's incredibly powerful. And that's just a reflection of, like you said, technology. You know, we have wearable technology. We have Apple Watches. We're constantly tracking, you know, fitness trackers, et cetera. Uh, so I think you're very smart, uh, you know, in my opinion, to have gone this route. And it seems uh, like it's here to stay. But can you walk us through, like, what online coaching? You're not just training. You're coaching as well. What, is that, what does that look like? Yeah. So some people have like online training and online coaching is different. And Mm -hmm. I know a lot of people that's confusion. So to me, online training is like what you do in the gym. You're, you're still doing virtual sessions. I don't do virtual sessions at all. I actually coach people. So to me, the difference of coaching and training is like you're, you know, training, you're like actively doing instruction for that person. But to me, coaching is like, you're actually coaching people, on you know strategy philosophies how to implement it in their life mm. so for me it's like hey you know yeah i have a, i designed the workout program for you i designed you know the nutritional stuff that you need um i'm big into mindset so to me mindset is going to get everything of these healthy habits to stick so i have like a mindset piece into it like so these things are actively working for that person you know through the days through the weeks so it's like a built-up program that people are going to be working on to help them get to their goals. Um, and then with me as a coach, it's the same as trainer. You know, you're still having that accountability, of course, and you're checking in on that person. You're, you're tracking things. So that's another thing that I think I have a, a better advantage now. You know, when I was just a personal trainer, it's like, all I could track was just your workouts because that's all we did. You know, hey, you did your workout, you did your session. But like, hey, I could track, you know, some of the nutritional things that we need to work on. I can track your mindset things and you know, when we are communicating, and I'm tracking that as well, because <laughs> I, I look at how people communicate, because to me, that's telling me, 
if you're in the right mindset, if you're being positive or you're, you're still struggling with things. So right. for me, that's what I love about coaching versus just training. And even mm-hmm. though I'm not saying trainers don't coach, I mean, yeah, that's, you're still, you know, coaching people, but it's totally different how you're implementing that for people. I think the, um, the fitness industry tends to focus on isolated things at a time. Like your, your physical fitness is what, uh, you know, personal trainers deal with. Um, and, you know, accountability is very important because I don't, and I don't think it matters whether you're go to a gym physically or work out at home, because me, for example, when I had a gym membership, I would go for a week and I would stop going when I'm still paying the membership. Now I have, Peloton. I never ride the bike, but I got the app, so I'll do that it for shows, a week. It shows, by the way, the fact you don't go to the gym, you use Peloton. Thank you, thank show. you. You see the guns there? Though? You see the guns? Right. Did you flex? Kill, 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 kill. We're just wondering. We were waiting for you to flex. Continue, continue. Um, but I was saying though, even though if it's online, like I'm still like, I think for me, I'm more likely not to do it online because I'm at home and like I haven't gotten out the house. So I think. You, I mean, you're, you're onto something where, you know, you're coaching a whole aspect of their, their health and physical fitness. So besides just a physical um, activity, what else do you coach uh, clients with? Yeah, and yeah. to add to that, how do, you, how do you hold them accountable? That's what I'd be interested in knowing. You know, are you, yeah, yeah. I think, I think what you guys are mentioning is important is accountability is the most important thing, right? Because I can give you anything. It could be the it could be the worst program. The best program it means nothing if you're not actually doing it right. Sure. You got to buy into it, and that's all part of the accountability. Yeah. So for me, you know, with nutrition, you know, I'm not a dietitian or anything like that. So I don't, you know, design meal plans or anything like that. But I give, you know, the nutritional recommendations. I give them um, the templates. I give them like principles to follow. You know things like that, that they have. So I give them different resources and things like that, that they have with it. And to me, the best thing to do is we got to apply it, right? So you got to do it. So, you know, I'm able to coach them through those things. So, you know, hey, what's, what are you struggling with? If it's, you know, late night snacking, if it's eating out, if it's, you know, um, some emotional things. So it's like, I'm working on them, coaching them of ways to help them to work through it. And then as far as mindset, like I'll go over, like I actually have like, you know, videos and um, written things that I need them to do. Like I, I say, like, I'm like a teacher where it's like, hey, you got homework to do. Um, so they'll do that stuff. And then um, as far as the other accountability, like they have access to me, you know, we'll, you know, we'll text. Um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll have check in calls. So, you know, no different than like if I was meeting somebody at the gym, you know, making sure, hey, you know, how's everything going? You know, because I can see it from my point of view, but I need to see it from their point of view, because the biggest thing is right. done you know, to help them. I got to understand what's going on. Um, so that's where it really helps. Like I said, that's why I'm able to get more accountability versus, you know, just when you're a, a personal training, somebody, like I said, you, it's only sessions. And yeah. after that, it's kind of like, Hey, you go home and you're on your own. Right. But it's like, with somebody now, I'll be like, Hey, I saw you didn't get the workout in, or, Hey, I saw, you know, the nutrition, you know, whatever tracking that you didn't do that or, Hey, what's going on? Is everything fine? And, you know, when we talk about it at the end of the week, it's like, you know, we, we talk about everything. And then that's where some of the personal stuff comes into as well. Cause you know, mm-hmm. we just talk about life, you know, it's not always gotta just be about what you're doing. You, you mentioned that you were in San Antonio. So you guys get a lot of sun down there, but like, I'm just wondering like, you know, Northeast where Clint and I are at New Jersey, lots of snow, it's cold, it's dark. Um, do you have an, uh, so I'm just wondering, like, do you have issues with some of your clients saying, look, it's cold, it's dark, um, I'm doing emotional eating, you know, I want to eat some macaroni and, and, and cheese or some chili. 
you know, it, it, I don't feel like working out. How do you bust people out through that kind of mentally, that funk that you see a lot of people in the wintertime who just kind of are like, you know, you get, they call SAD, seasonal affective disorder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm sure that affects people's mindset for working out. Do you have any suggestions? Yeah, I, I think for myself, to be honest, because sometimes no, I think you're, that's a good point. I think we all will deal with like different things. So to me, it's like I try to get to the root of the whatever's going on, because my thing is like to everything that you have, there's always a solution. You know, if I don't know it, which I mean, I felt through my experience, I probably dealt with the majority of anything that somebody's going through. If not, you know, I'm going to seek out to see what's the best for someone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, you know, like you said, if it's, hey, the, you know, you're inside more and maybe you eat more. Well, let's kind of identify that to go over like what can we do with that you know what is something that will not have that be an outlet for you where you're feeling depressed that you're not you know seeing the sun because you're right I mean if you get the sunlight it is a lot different I could tell my mood like I said I grew up in Chicago so I know how it goes so you know about winter yeah. yeah yeah so you know one thing that I love about being out here hey, I'm wearing shorts and it's January it's February and mm. you know it feels good when you walk outside in 70 degrees versus you know, when you got to shovel snow and you, it's, you know, negative 10 degrees outside. So I understand like your mood does, you know, differ, but I just try to get it to be positive. So let's focus on the things that are positive. What's going well for you? Because I know if we are, you know, thinking about things, there's something going well for us. Let's focus on that instead of the things that you think that's going wrong. So I try to change it. Let's always stay positive. Let's stop thinking about the negative things because we can change that energy. I guarantee you're going to be happy because there are a lot of things that go right for somebody, but they focus on the negative and they can't see it if only we could take that model that you do with the the interpersonal relationship and the coaching and do that with medicine that'd be like i'm sure we'd have so much good results um you know because serge and i will spend time with the patient going over some kind of plan to treat some kind of ailment whether it's simple as weight loss and diet you know you you give them all the information they need you give them some goals they leave and then they come back three months later with, with no results. So, you know, I'm not texting and calling. I mean, no doctor's probably doing that because it's- Well, I, I would say, Clinton, that's probably why there's been that growth of, and this is separate off the issue from the coach, but something called direct primary care, uh, where yeah. you have physicians opening up these boutique practices. You know, I'm sick and tired of just treating an, a disease process. So they have a smaller segment of patients. You pay right. like a monthly and that's fee. A- yeah, and basically then that way you're available to them and then people feel much more empowered and much more that they're making a difference. In yeah, and it's a, same idea for, with you and your clients. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for a general practitioner, it, if that's the problem of scale, like if I had five patients per day, then I could call them all as much as I want to give them as much attention, but you really right. can't do that. So for you as a business, how, how do you scale it? I mean, I guess you have to limit your clients, but how do you scale it so where you're as impactful to... Um, each individual client, but you're trying to optimize the the benefits that you do for all your clients. Yeah, I think the big thing is once I'm, you know, for me, I'm always want to deliver a service that everybody's getting the same. So, you know, we, we don't want to run into the same thing that personal trainers run into, you know, that's one right. reason that a lot of us are gravitating to online because you, you know, you might get the burnout effect where you're you know, mm-hmm. you're in the gym early morning and you got to be there all day. You're just nonstop train, 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 train. Right. And then you start feeling burnt out. So, I mean, the same thing can happen online, even though, you know, my time isn't like that, because for most people, it's like I'm not there when you're working out. And, you know, yeah. I'm limiting, you know, you know, sometimes when we are communicating. But the big difference is, you know, eventually, you're right, you can only help so many people. So if you get maxed out to that many 
one-on-one clients, then for me, it's like, hey, I can't handle it myself. And that's when I need to bring a team of other coaches that would want to join me and help on that. And then from there, you know, scaling that is also, for some people, might be helping the group. I think that's something yeah. that a lot of people still – some people like the group stuff more. That's you know, I, like I said, I did group, Yeah, yeah. I did group coaching and personal. And for some people, I might have thought that that would have been the best thing for them to do one-on-one. But they're like, hey, I, I don't – you know, I need to be in a group. I love a group setting. I understand it because, like I said, I was on a team. So, you know, it does help when you have a full team around you. You know, I never had, a, you know, like tennis or anything or golf where you're just you. So I don't know how that is. But it does support you when you have a team. So I know for some people, they would love a group type of setting. And that's something I do see myself doing in the future of doing the group coaching, because for some people, they might enjoy it more. And also, I could help more people. Um, that's one thing I loved when I was doing group coaching. It was like, hey, I mean, I could be coaching 20 people. And I was helping 20 people at a time in that one hour, right? So I could see the yeah. benefit of helping more people. So yeah. that is something that I do see as well as having a group of people where we can help more people at once. So coach, in the time remaining, you know, we want to get to where people can find you and all that kind of stuff. I just would like, interestingly, what kind of technology do you use and how are you monitoring patients? I mean, patients, how are you monitoring clients? <laughs> you know I mean? Are all you right. watching them lifting weights? Are you utilizing, you know, um, treadmills? Are you utilizing uh, spin bikes? Like, you know, what, how, how does that just basis of that process work? Yeah, the great thing now is with everything, we have apps on our phone, which we all love using each day. Sure. So I think that makes it a lot easier. So um, for me, is you know, using a training app, which allows me to build out everything on the program and put it oh. there for people. Um, so that makes it really accessible. So, you know, they have their login and stuff, and I can see it from my point of view as a coach. They can see it from the client view. So there's different things that I'm able to track on there that makes it very useful for me. So I'm able to keep track of a lot of things. And then as well as just, like I said, talking to, you know, some of the things I might not be able to keep track of, you know, like sleep and, you know, emotionally how they feel. Right. So for me, it's like, I just kind of gauge that when I'm talking to them and I keep note of that, of of what's going on and everything like that. Um, So yeah, that, that helps a lot is having, you know, apps nowadays. I think that makes it a lot easier to keep track of things. Just like you said, how people, have those fit trackers and they'll tell them how much sleep they get, how many calories, all that different type of stuff. Right. So if you can get our audience listeners and viewers like one tip to try to, you know, either maintain their weight or lose their weight during the quarantining, what would that be without giving away the, your secret sauce though? I was going to give one tip. Um, Consistency to me, consistency is the most important thing. And I think people need to understand is like based off how consistent you're going to be is going to directly tie to your weight. Right. So if you're wanting to lose weight, you're wanting to maintain weight. Well, you need to look at what are you doing consistently? So you can think of it daily, weekly, because I mean, that's going to really tell the story. I mean, you know, there's thousands of diets, there's thousands of other things, but I mean, it all boils down to consistency. I don't care what somebody is giving somebody advice. <laughs> the consistency is what has to be there. So if somebody is w- wanting to do those things, they have to be consistent. So if you're not where you need to be at, I guarantee it's based off your consistency in some area. Sure. So the consistency has to be there. But being consistent well is, the, is the golden tip to me. <laughs> yeah. Simple, but easy. Everything falls into place after that. Right. Tell us um, like where clients can find you, where you are on social media, 
your web address, all that kind of, even the name of your business. Awesome. So uh, my business is LTA Performance. Um, so if you want to check out my website, see some of the things I've, awesome things I've done with my clients yeah, and absolutely. Uh, know a little bit more about my program, you can go to ltaperformance365.com. Uh, um, you can reach out there. And if people have social media, just like I reached out to you guys, I'm on Instagram, on Facebook, on LinkedIn. So on Facebook and of course, LinkedIn will just be my name. So Lee Bola. If you want to reach out to me on Instagram is coach Lee underscore LTA performance, just like my business. Um, definitely could get directly in contact with me on social and uh, you know, we can go from there. And you're not on America online, hopefully because Clinton still has a MySpace. And you have a, wait, 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 you have a Hotmail account. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, hey, Hotmail is not bad, man. Hotmail is okay. Hotmail. <laughs> they try to change it to school. MSN. Hotmail is old school, just like me. You know? so yeah, old, old school. I love old school. <laughs> Right. Coach, I really want to appreciate you coming on today. Um, you know, you are located in San Antonio, but you are, I'm assuming, worldwide. available nationwide and maybe one yeah, day worldwide. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I'm available anywhere as long as you got internet connection. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. And I tell you, I mean, I think it's an incredible, um, even without COVID and the unfortunate pandemic, which maybe just sped up the process, I think this was a trend. And like you said, you already foresaw this uh, prior, you know, to February, March of last year. Um, and I suspect this is going to be something like you mentioned already for all the reasons we discussed, it will continue. So we really appreciate the insight. We wish you the best of luck, um, you know, in all future endeavors. I think uh, Clinton has learned a lot in terms of consistency and perhaps changing some of his midnight Popeyes, uh, chicken runs and, you know, eating potato chips, <laughs> his emotional eating, which is really playing havoc. Uh, so I'm hoping that will really motivate him going forward. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate that, man. Yeah, thank you, guys. I hope the tips have been useful for everybody. And Everyone uh, listening out there is very – Right, I, right, I have right. no doubt learned a lot. Yeah, and we, I'm sure they'll reach out to you. We appreciate We appreciate uh, all our listeners out there. recommend Daily Dose with Coach Lee Agbola. We This is uh, Dr. Surit Sagar, Clinton Coleman, coming to you from lovely Teaneck, New Jersey. Until next time, be well. Thanks for listening.